Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the NS9 postgame show. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Tyler. Tyler, we have a loss today. Pirates sure lose 5-1 to, to the New York Mets. But how are you doing today? I'm happy it was an early game. Because it wasn't, it wasn't that entertaining. I'm happy it's over with. It's just one of those games you're going to lose throughout a 162-game season. Right. Yeah, it is just one of those games, like you mentioned. Uh, it, they didn't have much entertainment value at all. Nope. You know what? You're going to lose games. It's fine. It's fair. If Kutch at least would have got his 2,000 hit, at least that would have been fun to talk about. That didn't happen either. Uh, yeah, it was just one of those boring games, too. Just, yeah, meh. Yeah, just not much going on. Kind of a kind of a pitching duel, but not really. I mean, good stuff from both sides. Senga obviously was a lot better than the Pirates lineup today, at least. So just like I said, one of those games you're going to lose throughout the season. One thing that kind of peeves me is just coming off a 14-run game when you decide that you're going to shuffle the lineup again. Just let some continuity grow with this lineup. That's just maybe my big complaint about the day. Yeah. I know that's been your one of your biggest complaints on the year, which is fair. Uh, I guess Shelton's kind of been known for doing that. That's like just every every time. I mean, how many times did we talk about – well, first off, was it 2020 or 2021? I guess it must have been 21 because it wasn't that many games in 20. But uh, like how many different lineups he actually had. Uh, it was like the first two months where like there was like a lineup that was done the same twice. Something yeah, ridiculous that, like that. <laughs> I would doubt that they've ran the lineup back to back out exactly the same all year. Maybe once. And you're twice. just talking back to back. You know, this was yeah. just, just, and, and, and it's entirely the season. <laughs> just having the same lineup twice was uh, something that wasn't done. Yeah. So like, I, I get that. You would think right after the ex- <laughs> offensive explosion yesterday, Maybe running it back? Not quite. Yeah, and I understand wanting to get Connor Joe in the lineup. Um, but still, do we have to bump Kutch from first to third, first to third, first? Just let the guy hit in one spot and let Marcano hit leadoff if we're really going to do this, especially if he's going to bunt the amount that he does. But I'm getting way off track here. Where do we want to start with this game? <laughs> Actually, you are, because I was about to go on a tangent on that. All right, let's reel it back in. Let's just start and talk about the pitching, because that's really what it was. It was a, it's a, it was a pitching duel. Sango looked really good, um, and, and not to say much and take away from Oviedo. I mean, Oviedo looked good as well. Yeah. So, like, where do you want to go with there? Pitching Yenza. I don't know. Maybe just a little bit on Oviedo. I didn't really look through the numbers, but I thought he looked pretty good today. The velocity was really up. Um, early we saw a lot more curveball being mixed in, which I like to see because he's been so heavy on that fastball slider. He's been mixing the sinker a little bit, I guess. Statcast apparently has no idea when he's throwing a sinker. I was going to say yeah, because like according to Stat Statcast, it was thrown six times today. But like according to the broadcast, it was not thrown just six times today. Right, and that's like been the biggest thing about that. He keeps talking about the two seam, but it just doesn't pick up. So I don't know. It's just, and if you look at the numbers, like the break on the four seams starting to merge with that two seam on Statcast. Yeah. So I don't quite know. Um. I like mixing the curveball in because it gives that extra, you know, velocity drop there. Cause everything he throws is 95 to 96 really. And then the slider comes in 88 to 90 having that curveball that you can throw 80 to 82. Same thing with Contreras. Just like to see that mixed in a little more. And I thought he did pretty well with that today. 
Right. Yeah, like his his four seam today averaged ninety seven, and his slider averaged ninety. I mean, the velocity was up. And then, uh, right, so the, the two seam at 97.9, basically the same. But, yeah, then the curveball goes down to 82.3. So you're talking about the mix of uh, speeds there. Solid. Um, and, again, like with him, it's weird because you can't really break down the stack cast right. because, again, we don't really know what the two-seamer is. But this shows 35 sliders. Now, that's safe. <laughs> There's 35 yeah. sliders 39% of the time. Uh, got five whiffs on it, 25%. So, I mean, it was looking decent. The four-seam, 29-17 curveball. It's like the curveball he threw in incorporated quite a bit today, too. Yeah. Like Just like you're saying, like he had a really good mix of pitches, assuming, too, the sinker was more than six. Yeah, he didn't really throw the curveball for strikes either. It's just kind of to give everyone another look. Um, and it worked out pretty well today. I mean, he pitched a lot better than the final line will show. Which the final line wasn't bad. Yeah, but I mean. Peaks. What did he get? What did he end up getting charged with? All three runs? No. Or how many did he get charged with? He got charged with two. So we went 6.1, four hits, two walks, five strikeouts, two earned, one was on Moretta. Okay. I couldn't remember if Moretta got the one. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he pitched well. Not much more to add on him. Just want to see him continue to work that curveball in and maybe Stack has to figure out this two seam issue because I want to actually know. What the hell is going on? True. That part. And like you said, not much to add on. I guess I just want to add on to the fact that it, it was a nice solid outing again. Like he started off very, very hot. He had that rough, rough spot. Now you're hearing the two seam incorporated and he's been pitching better. So like, this is the stuff that you want to see. You want to continue seeing this. Uh, and again, like yesterday, the big talk was the depth of the starting pitching. That's pretty much eliminated. And like, especially if Rowan's he's pitching the way he is, you need stuff like this out of Oviedo. You like you need to make him step up and show you I'm a starting pitcher throughout the entire year. Like we can't have questions about is he a bullpen pitcher because he has to be a starting pitcher right now. Has to. There's no question. So this is like another um, solid outing and showing from him to build upon what he's doing recently. Yeah, I'm with you. There's no time. We can't worry about him being in the bullpen now. No. He's got to start. They don't have a choice. Where do you want to go from here? You want to go down the uh Yeah, I the mean list of pitchers. Jose Ramirez came in after that, didn't he? Or no, uh Jose Ramirez Moretta. came in after Moretta. Moretta looked, I mean, the same as Moretta. He just gave up some hits. Just he one. looks hittable all the time. I don't know. And got a hit. But to me, he always looks hittable, so I don't know when he's good or not. I'm still perplexed. I don't get L- it. Like I think he's good. Like, I, th- I think he's good. I'm more on board with, I think he's good. I'm not saying great or elite because he's been elite since, right. since April. I'm not ready to give him that because, like, the eye test still looks and says, I'm not quite sure yet. I mean, he's throwing way more strikes than he was to begin the year. You know, like, we see the slatter. It's, it's pretty wicked. But, yeah, like, like, you're just watching him, and it's like, I'm, I'm not sure, like. It's like, why, this why aren't you guys inning. hitting him? Yeah. So I'm still waiting to see. I mean, it's still a young season. He's a reliever. You know, they're all volatile as they are. Uh, and things can change week in and week out with the relievers. But, um, but yeah, like I'm not looking to like chase the young last year and saying like this guy's numbers look are good, but he's terrible. Uh, Moretta, I feel more comfortable with, and I feel like there, there's something there. But 
I don't know if he's like a 1.91 ERA something there. Right. Yeah. He, he's been good so far this year. The They squared him up today. I don't know how sustainable anything he does. He's done throughout this year is, but the, the outlying numbers kind of show that he's been pretty good. So I don't know. He's weird. Yeah. So there's your analysis on Moretta. <laughs> I don't trust him, but right now he's getting the job. Done. I guess that's the best way to put it. Like he, what he's doing has been elite. Like as Jim says in the chat and the numbers are there. I just don't know if I really trust it just because that April is still like in my mind, if that makes sense. And just, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not trusting it. I'm waiting for the couple stretch of outings where he starts giving up and things normalize, but it hasn't really yet. I mean, today again, the one run, no big deal. You're going to give it up here and there. Jim says 10 years, 30 million. He's a future, future Hall of Famer. I'm not posting that up on the on the chat here. Uh, but then, as you mentioned, Jose Hernandez did come in. He got it out. He looked yeah. fine. Yeah. I mean, he gets out. Yeah. He's kind of in that Moretta category where I don't trust it, but it's good. Is it weird that I feel different? I feel like I trust Jose Hernandez more than Moretta. Is that weird? I mean, I think the stuff we see from Jose Hernandez looks more legit. Um, but I'm still a little bit hesitant when I see him in a bigger situation. That's fair. But now we're going down another blog's path and using our own like gut decision on whether a guy's good or not. Well, I think it matters, though. Like Again, like especially with relievers. But like when you look at them, we were talking about Moretta with a 191 ERA. You're talking about Jose Hernandez at a 210 ERA. You're also looking at a guy who's basically a DFA person that traded for Kevin Newman, right? And then a guy who has a Rule 5 draft. So, like, neither of them were supposed to be anything. And they're big staples of this bullpen at this point in time. And, like, that's, just, I guess, where I'm just kind of at. Like, I almost feel like I trust Jose Hernandez more, but neither of them are probably, like, this good of a reliever. I think it's fair. All right. <laughs> and then Colin Holderman does come in and yeah. – yeah. You know what? Happened. I just I just never feel comfortable with him in a game. Yeah. Well, that's that's the comment you're leaning towards earlier with that. <laughs> um I I've liked Colin Holderman. Um he's not I mean, of course, outside of last night. Lights out David Bednar, but he's been solid. And like early in the season, he's gotten him he's gotten himself in the jams, but has gotten himself out of the jams. And then he was pretty much like really really good after that as well. Not taking any away from him, but like Colin Herman does give up, goes, does go one um, full inning, does give up a hit, earned run. I guess just kind of is what it is. The stuff still looks electric. We saw him flash the triple digits. Not really concerned yeah. about him. Just there, he has been getting, he's been squared up a little bit uh, through what was it, the slider that was up in the zone that got hit out. Shit happens. I'm I'm not really concerned about him. I'm, I feel more comfortable with Colin Holderman than I did early April. Good for point. Sure. And agree. I was definitely excited about Colin Holderman going into April, and I've now felt comfortable with Holderman. I feel he's good. He's he's a yeah. good reliever. I know he's good. That's from yeah. I'm still hoping to find out if Moretta and, and Jose Hernandez are, but I I'm very confident that Colin Holderman is. Um, and then I guess we can talk about Perdomo. He's actually. Done pretty solid. Uh, he comes in today, two hits, 
a run, three strikeouts. His ERA in his short year is a 1.80. Um, what do you think about Perdomo? He's got to have a lot of deception in that six foot eight, whatever it is, body because he it's throws 94, but he's just lanky as hell. And he's been in the zone a lot, which it has obviously been his issue forever that he just can't throw enough strikes. I think he's intriguing enough. He's definitely one of those guys that I think you can ride for a uh, like couple months when he's hot. And then when he's bad, it's going to be really bad. Yeah. I've kind of liked him so far. And again, like what he is here for, he's not supposed to be a staple of this bullpen. He adds some depth. We were kind of worried about the depth of this bullpen. Um, Obviously, Underwood and Chase DeYoung like aren't good, so it's okay. But again, you're talking about there's been injuries and such. Like, you know, so some of these guys stepping up. Perdomo has been stepping up in this role. So yeah, I mean, I'm not looking at him to be anything in the future for the most part. But uh, I, I think like you said, there's something there. Being six foot eight, you know, the extension is is there. So it's oh god, who was? Uh, I mean, we could talk about every tall person too i'm thinking about the guy for the marlins in seattle who used to like hop off <laughs> the plate like you don't have to be fast but like when you're yeah. throwing the ball like a foot right. closer than everyone else uh, you know it comes in faster plus that plane's different i know it's like c something wasn't it? it's it was a c it wasn't yeah. caleb though c check or no c check also for both teams yeah. but not God. the same guy yeah i can't a very short was, i don't remember anyhow but yeah, I mean, um, a different plane. You're coming extensions right. there, so it's a little more deceiving, I guess. But um, yeah, it's like he's not like an overpowering six foot eight guy, right? But the other part about him, like you mentioned, the young, he actually gets swings and misses. That's a kind of a big deal when you're coming out of the pen. Perdomo does. Perdomo oh, does. Oh, unlike okay, okay. unlike the young, when Perdomo comes in the game, you actually can get some swings and misses. Correct. Thank God I asked, and you said that because I was assuming the way you said it that Chase the Young gets the swings and misses, and I was no. like, no, nobody. Oh, God, no. <laughs> that's that's not what happened. Oh God, no. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, I guess there's the pitching. Whatever. I mean, it is a Mets lineup. It's supposed to be good, even though it hasn't right. really been that strong right now. Uh, and then I guess we can go to the hitters, since that's, that is what they're qualified as. Uh, there was just three hits on the day. Uh, I think Brian Reynolds had the second hit, which happened in the eighth inning of today's game. So um, I don't even remember. <laughs> it was either the seventh or the eighth. I think it was the eighth. But regardless, three hits today. Those three hits came from Reynolds, Joe, and Santana. They only had, oh, I'm sorry, only. They did have nine Ks, four walks. I guess what I want to say, though, is like we, we opened up and talked about Senga, and he looked good, and he did. But he was getting hit hard. And like there was a lot of, I don't want to say like unlucky because I mean, it is also baseball. Right. But uh, I mean, the Pirates were making contact. I'll say that. They just weren't getting hits. And yeah. I mean, it's a, it could be a different ball game if Jack Sawinski's ball is two feet the other way. Right. And I mean, Connor Joe bases loaded, hits one about a foot short of the wall. Just a lot of things didn't quite go. The ball didn't bounce in the Pirates' direction as much as we would have hoped. Yep. It, that's baseball. And that's the thing. Yeah, that's a, I'm not trying to make an excuse. That is baseball. But when you look at it, Oviedo had five hard hits against. 
Senga had 10 hard hits against. So, like, even though we're talking the offense didn't show up, they only had three hits, they were connecting and hitting the ball hard. Just nothing was really dropping and falling for them. Um, and it just, like you said, is what it is. It's baseball. Uh, the nine strikeouts, a little bit high, but I think at least it wasn't like 17 or 16 like yeah. they've been doing for quite some time up to uh, this month. Um, but yeah, I guess in Kutch doesn't get his 2000th yet again. No, nope. on 2000 watch for over a week now. Right. Um, hopefully he gets that and just gets it out of the way here. I think that's kind of where we're at. Yep. He's been walking though. Yeah. I mean, it is a positive that he's not pressing for it because he still is getting on base, but yeah, I'd like to get this thing over with. So we can just kind of move on. Yeah. Um, I guess outside of that, like, is there anything? Oh, I. You want to talk about we, the bunts? Yeah. Do we want to talk about the bunts? <laughs> a little bit. Why? <laughs> I mean, look, they're great when they work. We saw it worked yesterday. Um, and a spot like that, I that's a Marcano call, and also like the Marcania. I keep getting mixed up every time they say it. I think they're talking about Marcano, and then I hear Marcania, and I'm like, well. Little side note there. That's all a Marcano call. You'd probably like to see Shelton maybe tell him just swing the bat this time, bud. But I don't love it. I'd rather see Marcano trust his bats at some point here. Like if it's G1 Bay, I get it a little more, I think. Marcano's been swinging the bat well. I'd like to see him just swing away there, but when it works, it's great. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's where I was at. I don't really get him bunting in that situation. I mean, first off, he bunted a pop-up in a foul territory for an out. And then he also bunted directly at the first baseman and got out. Right. Like, they weren't good bunts. And, like, that's something he should be good at, for one. So, for one, I'll just say, regardless of the situation, terrible bunts. Yeah, You got to do better. Not just that, but bad bunt decisions as well on that last one, just because he... The third baseman's crash, and he's got to not go there with it because that's doing nothing. Fair. But uh, I guess on the actual decision, like you said, I know he hasn't been as hot as late, but like that's it's the one thing we've been like praising him for and talking about him. And like maybe I got to step back and eat my words because Marcona's swinging the bat well. He's actually making decent contact and hitting. So like just do that. <laughs> go up there, right. swing the bat, get a hit. Yeah, I'm with you. I'd like to see him trust the bat a little more and trust that if he puts the ball in play, he's probably going to stay out of two with his speed. Much similar, not the same, but like like Bay. Right. Right. Yep. So I didn't really like the buns there either. And again, they were executed poorly to begin with right. also. Um, and outside of that, again, like this offense wasn't a whole lot to really talk about. No. Sawinski, 0 for 3. I guess Hayes. Ends his hit streak in a big way on his bobblehead night. 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. Anything you want you want to add and talk with him? Because you've been kind of like Yeah, I'm not I say like, hype up Hayes, but I like where we're at with him right now. Right. Just he just didn't see the ball well today, I don't think. So kind of a we'll give him a pass today. Let's hope it doesn't stretch into a week long slump. Fair. It's just where I'm at. I think that's fair. 
I try don't not to get to... too high. Try not to get too low. Just going to say, I don't think we need to overreact to this much to how we probably shouldn't overreact to him batting 590 the eight games before. It's nice to see. And there's a, a difference in this whole stance. That his, there's a difference. And there was positivity out of it. He was executing. So let's stay on Cabrian Hayes watch. And I'm still on Cabrian Hayes watch. It's one game. I know it was a three strikeout game. It's not what you want to see. But um, I'm still intrigued by him right now. By the way, just to put it out there, and I know you you talked some ish on this earlier. He's gained 1.1 war over the past week. <laughs> That's how good he's been as a player. He now is second in war on the team. I mean, that basically he's became a league average hitter just over his hot streak. Yes. Coming into today. And we just see what happens if he's a league average hitter with all those numbers. Right. Which is also why I don't trust those numbers. If you can... If that is suggesting that you're worth one more win just because you were hot at the plate for a week, I don't know if I can trust that number. 1,500 OPS. He's been more than just hot. He's been uh, molten lava. <laughs> yeah, I know you're going to put up here. What's that? So you have a comment. Really is confused. this little fellow really your son or is this a joke? I think they're referring to that picture we had on Twitter. <laughs> no, Tyler's oh. not actually my son. God, no. I hate you all. <laughs> That's just the meanest thing I've ever heard. Right. Anyways, I don't know. Again, it's not much really to talk about with the offense. Uh, anything that you want to say before we wrap this up? Nope. Let's get back at it tomorrow. Try to get two or three. Two or three from the Mets makes losing two or three to the A's hurt a lot less. It certainly does. You know what tomorrow is? Sunday. Mitch Keller Day. It is. So, if there's a guy you want to stop, I know it was Mitch Keller. I'm not off of it being Mitch Keller. He hasn't been as sharp recently, but it is Mitch Keller Day. So, that would be nice for him to get that stop. Not going to say they are bleeding, but to take two out of three and win this Mets series is big because, again, they're fighting with the Brewers for first place right now. And I don't know. Oh, Milwaukee's top. Milwaukee is in the top of the 10th with Oakland right now, 1 1. So maybe the A's are, A's are turning it around. If we're still score, I know, right? If we're still scoreboard watching on June 10th. Uh, currently, it is tied game, yes, with the A's. With the, the Pirates lost two out of three, they're not a real team, even though the Braves lost A's just two scored. out of three. A scored. And yeah, Milwaukee's about to lose two out of two right now. Interesting. The A's are turning around. They're coming. They're coming back. That, that deal with Las Vegas is pending, and they're coming back to Oakland, baby. <laughs> All right. Let's get out of here then. Yeah. All right. So appreciate everyone watching. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Peace out, our scouts. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.